0: Welcome back to Acoustic Interlude, I'm John McDonnell and for this segment we're inside our Studio A at WUWF with Chris Proctor. Chris Proctor from our studio A at WUWF. Welcome, Chris. Thanks. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm glad we we got you in the studio. Now, is this your first time in this area?
1: I've. um, It's. I I was in town. It must have been. I think it was maybe six years ago. You could probably help me out, or maybe Pat could with. Um. The first time with the radio Radio live, and and I've done it since then. I've attempted to come in. I came in during Ivan, or wanted to, I think, and then got <laughs> everything got canceled in the almost the whole state. Sure. Uh, and sure. I, I had snuck in one other time and done a, a guitar workshop at Harris Music. Uh, oh, right. But so it, I've done a couple of three
0: quick passes. Oh, very there. cool. You know, i really enjoying the, the sounds of that beautiful Taylor guitar there. And you are a, a Taylor artist, right? Yes, That's...
1: I'm one of their clinicians. I was the one that got their program started and actually more than 20 years ago. And so... It's a, It's been a real gift to be able to play these instruments. And the one I'm playing today has my name on it, which
0: is nice. It's a oh, Chris wow. Proctor Signature Model. Very impressive, very impressive. Now, where's home for you these days? Salt Lake City. Wow. So no whining about the cold here. I can, <laughs> well, We can talk cold. Yeah, well, you know, people around here think, you know, like 45 is just, you know, frigid.
1: Well, it is if you're used to something warmer, that's for sure, and it is colder than normal. Yeah, Salt Lake City and... uh I would say, in general, uh, I've moved around a bit, but always stayed kind of in the Great Basin. In in that, yeah. you know, Utah, Idaho, Colorado, mm-hmm. Wyoming, that feels like home to me in that area. So did you
0: grow up out west?
1: Yeah, I was an Army brat until junior high, but then I landed out there, and that's been it ever since.
0: Oh, very cool, very cool. Now, you just handed me your brand-new CD, which which I guess came out a little earlier than you thought, which is it's kind of unusual. The Ladybug Stomp on yes. Sugarhouse Records. Now, yes. Tell me about Sugarhouse, because we are chatting right before we went on, and, you know, it's just a fascinating story here.
1: Well, the um, the— the The actual name Sugar House is a uh, is an old neighborhood in Salt Lake called that because it used to be sugar mills, sugar beet mills, oh, and right, now cool, it's now yeah. it's a now it's kind of an old urban mixture of homes and businesses and funky. Right, things. but uh, you know the anybody. I started recording in 1982, so you know I I the vinyl, cassette, CD, everything but eight <laughs> tracks. But, you know I just missed the eight track era. I think. Yeah, you did. But um, it uh the in the old days. You know, making a record was a big deal. I mean, a sure, physical yeah. record, a vinyl record. You didn't have the the tools at home to make one. Yeah. And when you had a record out, it was kind of a, you know, you needed a record company. And there were re- they weren't they were really vanity records, you know, and vanity labels to speak of. And so my first couple were done that way, you know, with uh, Kiki Mule and Flying Fish. And then we started getting in the cassette era and CD era. And then, of course, when computers came on and sound cards and uh, everything else, burning sure. CDs now... It's a, it's a different world, but but accompanying that, I'm you know you, you can make an end run around the dwindling record store world now, with the internet and with your own sure. reputation. So and that wouldn't have been possible 20, 30 years ago, but it is now. So um, you know I do I do the recording, and all of that on my own, and I own the label. The last three recordings mm-hmm. are, under the influence, the Chris Proctor collection, and the Ladybug Stump are all on my own label, which I own. And of course, that means I've got to have help at home, and I've got to oh, sure, yeah. you know, you turn into a business person part of the time. But on the other hand, you control your fate, and nobody's gonna, and you're not, you're not getting the kind of indifferent help from a small record company sure, that's yeah. so common now. And and I don't blame them. They're in a tough world you know it's hard oh, to sell records, records world, in the yeah st- yeah i mean it's hard to get the small indies into the stores and they don't make a lot of money and they take a gamble and spend money on you hoping that they'll return and they can't put big bucks into pr- into promoting you but you know because they but to me i'm i'm my only project you know i can put <laughs> a lot of energy into me because i am my only project and also i have a name after 25 years so sure. it helps you know and and so it's so far so far so good, and. Uh, and digital distribution is the new is the new thing. Oh so sure, absolutely. Getting them getting your music into iTunes, of course, and getting it on the web and and the various uh, internet retailers is
0: where the action is now. We're talking to Chris Proctor in our studio A here at Wolf Radio. Tell you what, why don't we do a couple more tunes? Why don't All you righty. do a couple of more tunes and we'll come back and chat some more? All right, I'm going to
1: actually do a not, not medley here, and then we'll see what we do after that. <laughs> this is Old Stephen Foster, and then uh, '60s Beatles. <laughs>
0: From our Studio A at WUWF during this edition of Acoustic Interlude. Real nice, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. Now, why don't you run through everything you just did, because people are well, already yeah. emailing oh, yeah. me asking what the tins are. Oh, yeah.
1: Are. Yeah. The, uh, well, I, I did a medley of the old Stephen Foster tune, uh, Hard Times Coming Again No More. Right. On the new record, I finished the record with that, but I had a friend, um, Artie Traum from Woodstock, oh, right. um, sure, yeah. play a little lead so- on it, you uh-huh. know, and kind of was a nice valedictory kind of for that record. And uh, then, but I... Uh, I decided to kind of pair it up with Hey Jude, something about this same kind of feeling about that song. And then at the end of Hey Jude I used a little electronic device called the Ebo to kind of give it that sustain. Right. And then the the second tune was a kind of a barrel house stomp thing that I titled the new record after, Ladybug Stomp, um mm-hmm. that I that I wrote and titled Um The New C D After. And that one is that one gives me fits uh because i do have to play some real odd chords It's yeah. not it's not a radio thing it's it, easy to explain but the the melody's way up high and the bass is way low and the only way it makes sense to play it is to get my thumb out to the front of the guitar and play chords way down lower the bass lines with the chords with the thumb and that took me that's a that's a song i wrote finished 2 years ago and couldn't play for a year until you know <laughs> i just had to keep working on
0: it yeah Think, well, that's kind of funny, you can't play your own songs, so. you know it,
1: it, three, four songs on the new record. that's the way it worked out and you know i at first, I was depressed by that. I thought no. oh, I'm losing my grip or I'm slipping,
0: but because maybe, you knew what you wanted to do. I knew what it, I wanted to just, do yeah. yeah
1: and and the, the good thing about that is you know guitar players um tend to write with the instruments in their laps, yeah and so you you don't run into that all that often you know you you know what you can play, you sure. know what the guitar's capable of, yeah. And not just, um, you know, and you know what your hands are capable of. So it, I think it's a good sign. Um, and it, what it it, it I, I decided, started doing that more because when I was arranging music, the album I put out um, in, in the year 2000 under the influence was all arrangements. And I, I struggled to get some of that music on the guitar. And I came across these kind of same kind of techniques. And I thought, well why am I not ever running across this in my original music? And the reason was because I was editing as I went because I knew what I was capable of or what I thought I was capable of. Right. You know, I knew, what, for instance, on a guitar, you know, you're six strings, so you'd never write a seven-note chord. Right. That's an obvious example, but you just know not to do it
0: because uh-huh.
1: you can't play it. And you wouldn't ever write a note that gets louder partway through, mm-hmm. but a stringed instrument player or a, or a trumpeter would. Sure, you know, because they can do that on their instruments. Yeah. So you start editing, and you know, after 20, 30 years of playing, you've got this little box built for yourself as to the stuff you can do and the stuff you can't.
0: Yeah, I do. see what you're saying, but but that's good. Like in your case, because you're actually after all of this time, you're still stretching you know, yourself and you're still learning. I guess in a way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I hope that's the I hope that's the explanation <laughs> for. It. Yeah, and the, and the the electric bow, the thing I used at the end of Hey Jude, is another example that helped me. Um, Play really legato lines and music that where the melody is really liquid, or and, it go, yeah. and gets and then a note might get louder partway through. Yeah, you know, because guitar you always have to pluck a note again to make it louder. Mm-hmm. So I'm um, yeah I'm rebelling against
0: my uh, the restrictions of my instrument. A bit. <laughs> that's good. Do you use a lot of uh, electronic devices, or just just occasionally? You know, for a little enhancement.
1: No, I, I that's the only thing that well. That's the only thing I couldn't do without some sort of electricity, you know, and that's a 9-volt battery. I mean, but that works acoustically in the sense that if you have the battery, you can do this in front of a microphone or in front of people. You don't have to be amplified in some way. Um, Other than that... I have a small effects device I use when I play, you know, when I do live performances that has an echo or two built in on uh, just some reverbs, but nothing. Yeah, nothing really no, elaborate no, or fancy. No, no, I'm yeah. not looping if that, you know, yeah. some people, that drive, I tell you what, I don't know why that drives me crazy. That takes me back <laughs> to the 70s lounge acts where, you know, the guy's got the drum machine and the bass and everything. I, sure, and, and 15 I, I pedals. I understand and, uh... the attraction of it, but. If you can't do it live without power, then I'm I'm less interested in it if, for the most part. But that's just my own bias. That's, that's well, my yeah,
0: own I know bias. how you feel. I feel the same way. It's almost. Not a cheat because you know if the artist wants to do it like that, that's cool. But still, you know, you feel it's like, what am I really seeing here? How much is really him? You know,
1: I don't know if you remember the '70s artist Sean Phillips. Yeah, sure, famous guy in the '70s. He was doing a little revival tour, and I opened a show for him in Colorado Springs. This is going back a number of years. Yeah, when computer music, you know, when you putting your music on computer was still kind of early on in the game well his set entirely his set consisted of him sitting next to his computer (laughs) in front of the audience and pushing buttons and getting everything coming out of the computer his accompaniment which he would then sing along with. Oh, but wow. even the harmonies were on the computer, not wow. just his um, instrumental harmony yeah. and bass and so on, and but but you know his own vocal harmonies with himself. So all you were hearing was his live voice and I, sometimes you'd wonder whether you were hearing that.
0: Exactly, yeah. Yeah,
1: and he had a guitar <laughs> up there but he only played his guitar on like one song. Oh wow. It was weird.
0: That that is totally and he's weird. He's up
1: there kind of waving his hands as a conductor and singing. Oh. With his headphones on, with his computer all lit up by the side
0: of him. Very strange. Very strange. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the website is, what, just chrisproctor.com? dot yeah, chrisproctor.com. Real easy, and there's no fancy spellings. It's spelled just the way it sounds. And yes. You can yes. check out the new CD, check out your previous CDs, get all kinds of information about your touring, I bet.
1: Yes. Yeah, it's the it's the new me, the, yep. new, the digital me with the sound clips and, uh, and tour schedules and the whole bit and ways to get in touch with me if you need to.
0: Thanks again for stopping by the studio, Chris. I really really enjoyed the morning. It's just gone by really quickly. My pleasure. And you got one more tune, I bet, yes, right? Yes. <laughs> it's gonna switch guitars here. Chris Proctor from our Studio A at WUWF. Thanks again, Chris. My
1: pleasure. Thanks,
0: John. Website is chrisproctor.com. Go there by the music.